Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Blair, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Um, for once, it wasn't something so damning. The top was just yellow velvet pillow. So mm. just do with that what you will. I will. Um, You're yeah. decorating? <laughs> you know... <laughs> I, it, it, my apartment keeps becoming progressively brighter and brighter everywhere. Um, it's starting to look like fucking lollipop land. I don't know. I'm really trying to like, I just, I'm like, I need to create my own bright world inside these walls, <laughs> right. you know? So yeah, that's I what's mean, going on. You got yellow tinted glasses. So all velvet <laughs> yeah. pillows are uh, going to be a little yellow for yeah. you right now. Um, Save money. Just get white pillows. <laughs> Put those glasses on. <laughs> Cut the search down by a lot. Whoa, this is why you have friends. Two geniuses. <laughs> no, I tried doing that and Her Majesty did not like when I was offering that as a solution for things. Oh, let's just put on different colored glasses. <laughs> now it looks like how we want it. Yeah. That's not the point. Okay, to you. I will say a little bit of a silver lining lately is that it's no longer getting dark at like five. And so you, I find myself going outside every once in a while uh, and the sky looks like a uh, like a unicorn frap from uh, oh, man, I those. Starbucks. Yeah. Frap just came out of nowhere for me. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you I know was you're gonna... supposed to freeze those when you buy them at the store? Wait, really? I saw some TikTok, you know how TikTok be like, oh, this is going to fuck your whole head up. And right. I was like, yeah, do your worst. What? And <laughs> it was those glass frappuccino pre-made shits you buy at the store. Oh. Like you freeze them like just a little bit before it becomes yeah, full ice block. A little bit. And then you just spin it around and then you got a frap. And I was like, damn, I'm, I didn't even think about that. I was they, just didn't wow. that. they didn't tell me that. Yeah. That's anyway. cool as hell. Yeah. Just a little the, things. Um, yeah, just brightening, brightening your environment. I, that's like one thing that's the next level up of like actually doing something, uh, that, that like I can't get to my, my desk is a complete disaster of like old gum wrappers and if these desks and, could talk, Jack, yeah. <laughs> you and both that's you and okay. mine. You're doing great. I mean, you're hosting this goddamn podcast for the entire nation every day. I think you're really showing up hard. Who cares about a rapper on your desk? Right. A little bitch rapper. The most color I have is a bottle of acetaminophen and uh, some old trident, yellow trident. So, oh, man. Um, that acetaminophen, which, by the way, I don't think I've ever pronounced fully, um, looks <laughs> yeah. really gorgeous in that bottle. I know, right? Yeah. It's a little blue and red. They they had to up the game a little bit uh, to evoke Tylenol with the uh, Kirkland brand signature. Wait, that's how you say it? What is it? Acetaminophen? I love Kirkland brand. I thought it was Ace Tammy Nofen. 
<laughs> All right. Well, dude, that's I was taught to break it up into manageable chunks. Okay, Ace well, Tammy, nope, hen. <laughs> I cannot even believe the amount the edu- the audience has been educated already in these first five yeah, minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Wild. You, can, you uh, you're welcome, and that's a free education for this podcast. <laughs> the only reason I know that is. Uh, a white stripe song where he sings, I see the medicine. You seen the medicine? Uh, he rhymes. Yeah. Some kind of and genius. I was like, huh? what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, some kind of genius. <laughs> what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? My last search was the truth about Dolly Parton's 11 siblings. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm I obsessed love that you ser- with Dolly Parton. I love her. Wait, what so were you going to say? My search terms like come across like I have like I've suffered some sort of head trauma. I'm like Dolly Parton, eleven siblings has question mark. But yours, <laughs> you, she can you, has you, eleven your siblings. Search, your search is like straight up like a a clickbait headline. It's like Dateline uh, NBC. Yeah, that's the, the, the way yeah. you read it. I thought you just straight up copied the text of a clickbait. Like you know, it is. Shit at, oh, and then you just okay. Go, oh, okay. I thought you were just. <laughs> that's just how you search shit. I'm like. This the is truth I'm, about Dolly Parton. I forgot. Wait, so but what happened? What is is this? No, a it's thing? just she has. I'm listening to her audiobook, which is amazing. She has one on Audible, which uh, it goes through all of her songs. She talks about, and it's her talking. She talks about the history behind all of her songs. And if you just love Dolly, and like she just sounds like someone's sweet aunt that's right. like offering you sweet tea and giving you a hug. She's amazing. Mm. Aside from all the things she did during this pandemic and the Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter protest, she's just an amazing woman. But um, yeah, so so she was talking about her her pa and her siblings and she like kept rattling names off. I'm like, well, how many siblings does this woman have? <laughs> she's 11. What? And it's, cra- it's, it's wild. And she's just done so much philanthropy with all of her money and also her husband people don't know that she's been married once to the same man since like the 60s but you never see him yeah she has she's figured that out she's figured out that's the secret to so he's just a millionaire with her living it up in their mansion whenever she comes home he's there that's her her stay-at-home husband damn the photos of him are great (laughs) there's barely any I know it's like three from the eighties, mm-hmm. yep. two from the seventies, and then like the last one must have been from like two thousand four. Um, he just stays yeah. off, you know. But it's really funny in the book, you guys. She's like, everyone thinks I had an affair with such and such, or everyone thinks I slept with so and so, and I'm not saying anything. But like you guys can think. So I'm like, girl, I think it's right. funny when people don't confront. Like it would be like. Of course I didn't, but she didn't say that. So I'm like, I wonder if he's chill, like as long as he gets to be a multimillionaire right. with her, if he's like, sure, have a affair with uh, Burt Reynolds or whatever. <laughs> right. People think that she had an affair with like multiple different men that she's worked with. But I mean, maybe she has. She's actually, right. these are Carl's birthday wishes for me. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he gets to, you know, get some pictures. Of, yeah. Uh, Smell the sheets after. Wow. <laughs> uh yeah, the pictures of him are dope, especially like from the 70s and 80s. He's... And the later ones, too, because you're like, this motherfucker must be cool as shit because <laughs> he looks like a fan taking a photo and she's loving he it. I'm does. like, I, in a way, it makes you more curious. But that's that's the real power. Like people who don't share shit, they're they 
they have it figured out because that's truly like the last thing you can keep to yourself is your privacy yeah. without like going full throttle into like the, look at me, take a photo of me over here. This is my, that shit. Yeah. Like it, it burns out. And I think it only just magnifies her, you know, the mystique around it all. Yeah. Yeah. Dolly, Dolly Parton's got secrets and that's what makes her cool. Secret husband, secret tattoos, although not secret as many siblings. as people think. Secret yeah. 11 siblings. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yo. Do you think people go out there and lie that they're one of Dolly Parton's like nieces or nephews oh, in the same yeah. way? Like people say they're related to Bob Marley because that's the one you always hear. Oh, you know, that's that's Bob Marley. That's like the third cousin of Kaimani Marley because there's so <laughs> many Marley kids. I wonder how many like the if that's the same thing out in Appalachia. I hear that with Disney because a lot of people have that last name or like they're more than you would think, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. And so does that mean that they're all related to Walt Disney? Because that's not that's a pretty unique last right. name. Is everyone that has the last name Disney related to Walt Disney? I don't know. Chime in. Let us know. <laughs> Chime okay, in. Let us you. know. Zaykang with the last name Disney. Yeah. Also let us um, in the Club 33. <laughs> <laughs> what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? Uh, so my best friend just got engaged, so mm, that's really congrats. exciting, but I've been trying to find her a book because she always told me that she was saving her back door till marriage mm-hmm. and, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to find a book anal for beginners. So my search has been copious amounts of just very serious, straightforward, how to have butt sex, but I mm-hmm. want something light and funny and it's been a time. Couldn't you just combine your talents, like take a very clear guide and then use your animation around it or like your drawings around it? I mean, that's it? the book that America needs. I mean, that's that's a bestseller right there, Kim. I, I hate to just give you a $3 billion idea like that, but I'm buying it. Hold on. It's going to be $4 million. <laughs> Okay, okay, yep. I'm there, I'm there. Top tier pun. Is no everything shit. like just super like medical? Like you're saying it's like either... Too, like it very is. straightforward or so wacky it doesn't have any useful information yeah it's like what foods to eat um if, okay if you feel like you can uh you have to use like certain plugs to work yourself up to going to that mm, it just mm. it is very medical and not something i want to give her for her bridal shower right 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 (laughs) someone looks like a merc medical manual or something (laughs) like exactly i was looking for like the spencer's version there has to be one out there right so this is kind of like those moments where someone says how'd you think of it kim you're sitting on a (laughs) on a butt sex book empire what's the secret you're like i just i was looking for something that wasn't there so i made it it." was a thoughtful gift that just made me millions exactly I don't know mm-hmm. what happened to that friend. I never gave her the book because I just got so rich. I sort of lost sight of everything, but I wish her well. Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I feel like there's, it, that's like a weird thing because especially in this country of such taboos around sex that it's like we can't even make a jokey book, like something that's fun. It's either like so straightforward right, or it's like otherwise it can't be too casual or whatever. It's yeah. I mean, uh, Zeit Gang, uh, dial in. Do, does other countries have whimsical uh, anal sex manuals? Let us know. I would love a whimsical anal sex manual. Like there... The Joy of Sex, I have that one. And that one is pretty straightforward. It's not right. so much scientific, but it's like how to please your married partner. Like right. It won't even talk about just having sex for fun. Right. Right. Yeah. 
right? Your married, your lawfully wed partner in front yeah. of yeah. God, who you've kissed and agreed to be in holy matrimony with in front of God and everyone. Like, damn, um, this is this is just a chapter on foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> Leave room you for freak. Jesus, you know, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Wash your hands. Use a, a a brush to clean under your fingernails for seventeen minutes. It's like what the fuck? Does the joy of sex uh, talk about anal? It did not. Huh? See, that's yeah. another problem. Yeah, this is a this is a cultural Look. blind spot that you need to come and fill oh, in for yeah. us, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, like we've had like seven puns already, guys. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. There. We don't even have to, <laughs> and we don't have to do you know Michael Scott type jokes, or you can say that again. We just know because we're adults <laughs> talking about whimsical anal sex manuals. Thank you. Uh, I, I did want to ask what the dietary recommendations are for uh, leading up to uh, go, going anal. All right. Well, it's just good etiquette not to have anything spicy because going in, going out, you know, it's about. Spicy and spicy out. Yep. We know that mm -hmm. one. Anything that you are uh, delicately inclined to. So personally, cheese, fondue, as romantic <laughs> as it is, you cannot mm -hmm. finish the date with... Um, <laughs> A bunch of molten cheese. If you want chocolate fondue both ways, it's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, just really stuff that um, your body will respond enthusiastically to. Got it, got it. Keep it simple. <laughs> keep it simple. And keep does it simple, keep it straight. Maybe eat a dry hot dog bun. Yeah. Yeah. And avoid <laughs> the fiber one for a day. Right. Just for your yeah. loved ones. Put the vindaloo down. You know what I mean? You can have Indian another night. <laughs> How early exactly. does the preparation start? Is it like days in advance or what are we talking? Usually day of. Like if you know day you're of. getting okay. some. Yeah. This, this seems like a scene in a comedy oh, where like the person is clear. Like, and like and how much earlier, like what's like the cutoff you got to do that? <laughs> Just I'm curious. I'm more curious like from dietary perspective, like because uh, it seems That's like you would want to almost like the clean break of it all is kind of nice, you know? Mm. It's the shit you don't think about, right. honestly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Comes out of nowhere. And also, you know, make sure you got that tushy, that bidet attachment. Yes. You know I mean? Always power yes. wash that thing. Abuse. Yes. Uh, my kids are obsessed. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, my two-year-old, who we were potty training, uh, accidentally turned on the tushy while he was sitting on the toilet and <laughs> is traumatized. Oh. He calls it the circle thing. <laughs> Uh, and then, but now they're like obsessed with it. And they like, if you turn the tushy on when nothing's sitting on it, you're just getting a jet stream shooting yeah. out of the toilet. Uh, and they're, uh, it's, it's a constant battle and they will. Oh, so it's a toy now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a that toy. makes sense. Yeah. As yeah. long as it's not the water fountain. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. We use it as like a, uh, you know, teeth cleaning implement. Uh, a water for pick. everything. Yeah, water pick. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this today. Like last year, about this time, everyone freaked out here about uh, toilet paper, but no one did in Europe or anything. And I'm wondering if it's because we 100%. have not adopted. Yeah, the bidet. I mean, look, when you, I hate to do an add on mic, but I used to fucking sometimes you look, everybody knows you could wipe for 30 days, it seems like it, it never ends. But with the with bidet, it's just uh, just in general the the paper usage is so much lower. Like it, for me, it's just drying off my butthole. That's what I the paper. Yeah, it's not wiping anymore. It's just purely for dry, drying. How do I do like, what? Dry, like I <laughs> it seems just damp, and I don't want to put my pants on. 
you know? Right. Oh yeah. You, I take like, what I do is I'll, I, I'll take a big, like a, a of the whitest piece of toilet paper folded over I can do. And then I just kind of lay it on and yeah. then try and get it to absorb everything. Okay. What I also do is I sit for like three minutes too after yeah, and let that let shit drip dry. And then I'm on my phone anyway. So right. like, sometimes I forget and then the shit's already dry naturally. So you never yeah. know. Everyone's got different bidet techniques. Yeah. I rest atop the uh, heating vent for a little while. Yeah. Just let it uh, <laughs> get the hair dryer out. Get the hair dryer out. Yeah. Um, the, Relax uh, your butthole. That helps too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite podcasts, Los Culturistas, talks about this sometimes, and they talk up the the value of poppers for for those purposes. But um, one thing that I thought was amazing about like Rush Limbaugh's obits, like one of the ones I read, was talking about how he like became a nationalist and like the you know monster that he was. After traveling to Europe, and sorry, my four-year-old is, has joined us in the studio. And do you want to say hi? Hi. Say hi, hi Kim, hi Miles. Hi Kim, hi Miles. Hey! Hi. Don't fear the circle thing. <laughs> don't, <laughs> Embrace says, the don't circle feel thing. The circle thing. <laughs> Embrace uh, it. Uh, and he was talking about how. Uh, bad the toilets were in Europe. He was like, this is what you call a toilet over here? And that's when I realized America's like years in advance. It's like, no, dude, it's just that they weren't built for 300 pound people like you <laughs> who like, uh, and like who don't know how to use a bidet. Like he, I don't know. It was just wild that that it, it was such a like me centric. Everything I do is right version, like outlook on the world that then right. sent our entire country down this path of just degradation anyways. Anti-bidet propaganda. There yes. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. All right. Let's uh, move on to COVID news, which is positive uh but there's like a silver lining of shit uh that i'd like to talk about um so india we're seeing uh cases as we talked about last week drop across the uh around the world um and people aren't quite sure why they're dropping uh because like there's no single explanation that would make sense there's not enough people who are vaccinated yet antibody testing for instance india is seeing one of the biggest drops uh, suggest only one in five people in India had the virus, so herd immunity on its own doesn't explain it. They're, in general, better at masking uh, than the United States, but the drop is uniform across locations, uh, even locations with poor mask adoption. So as I was reading up on this, and I think you know the, the question is open, and I think it's probably a combination of all these different things, uh, combining to draw or draw the uh, rate of transmission down. But as I was going through this AP article on the drop, I realized that like India is still even at the high point where they were measuring from, it was still like below one person per 100,000. Um, hmm. And, and I started just kind of like digging through and it's like China, same Japan, same. And this is, this is like just, over the past few weeks, uh, but 
Japan, South Korea, their numbers per 100,000 are orders of magnitude away from what you're seeing in the United States, UK, Germany, Italy, Spain, um, South and Central American countries. And, you know, this, uh, this has been like the Wall Street Journal wrote about this back uh, in October about like how this trend is, you know, happening. But I, I feel like we don't see it brought forward as like a it, like the Asian societies that uh, they looked at in the Wall Street Journal, like they interviewed people and they were like, oh, yeah, like we're looking at you guys like a cautionary tale. And every time there's like a slight uptick, we all mask up because what's happening in your countries is a disaster. Um, but I feel like the other side of that, it's not being treated as like a this is what you could have like sort of thing. It's it's just like even the the degree to which like people are like there's the anti-asian racism that we're seeing like attacks on elderly uh asian americans and like these are nations that and like that people suspect that that's associated with the pandemic and like the story not not that there should ever be like any sort of attacks on anyone but like the the story should be that those countries are like dramatically kicking our ass in terms of like how uh, they approached the virus, how they controlled the virus, how they continue to control the virus. Um, it's it's just kind of a story that I feel like is should be the main story uh, and is getting underplayed because I think a lot of it is cultural stuff, like you know people valuing the well-being of other people in other countries as opposed to in the United States where like the first or the biggest new social media trend is um, anti-mask groups, like people fighting right. for the right to not wear masks. Yeah. And I, I think maybe even like the way it's reported is like they don't want Americans to catch wind of how much better people are treated in other countries. Too. Exactly. Like, because you do that, you're like, well, let's also talk about like wage subsidies for places like Korea or Japan right? Uh, and how they immediately said, oh, well, we're going to have to take care of people's rents because if they got to stay inside, then they can't have the, the crush of trying to go out to make money. Then we can give them food, whatever. Like that was like the beginnings of thinking about how to create relief. And yeah, I think that that to me was like one of the few things I barely see reported about comparing what the what life has been like existing in the United States as a person who may have lost their job versus these other countries, because yeah. that would piss you the fuck off. And you'd be like, what is going on? But that is I think that's another really underreported side of things. It's more like, huh, what's going on over there? Rather than we might have a problem with toxic individualism. That's exactly. literally killing the country. These exactly. countries for centuries, for eons, have been on a philosophical plane about uh, taking care of each other or, 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 or duty to the community and things like that that are playing out as we see in this way, too. Because, I, I mean, I talk to my Japanese relatives and it's it's there's so many things like that will compare and contrast how it's head scratching. Some things are like. You wouldn't wear a mask like people. Why wouldn't people wear masks? I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to explain that to you. Yeah, it's very difficult to <laughs> explain. 
And people like what the last time I complimented or or said Japan was doing better than the United States, um, people were like, it's actually not that great. And there there are definitely like ups and downs in other countries, just like uh, the United States has had. It's just that their ups and downs are so much smaller than ours. Like the the max of the India spike that they were talking about was like forty thousand or four hundred thousand people. Um, which, you know, is a nation of it's like three times the population of the United States. So it's like it's just nothing compared to what we're seeing in the United States. And I feel like those the order of magnitude of the problem that we've had with this compared comparatively is just kind of being ignored by the media because I, I think people don't want to acknowledge it. The for idea the sake of capitalism. Of- the idea of wearing a mask as any loss of freedom, like that's not even saying anything about what you can do or where you can go, anything, anything, anything like that. It's like the smallest thing. And when I see these people like where they're making that their like their movement anti-mask, I mean, it's such a micro issue in the whole thing of freedoms to me it's it's uh, yeah but the it's the what's funny the thing is you could never try and explain to that person like wouldn't you say that your outsized response to this is indicative of a lifetime of always being unhindered and always doing whatever the fuck you wanted to like relative to that is that what you think you're maybe pushing back They're like what the fuck are you talking about you know what i mean it's hard you can't get someone to see that but for so long I mean, so many of the the gripes or the consistent thing is just about like, you're not going to control me or make yeah. me think that this the, 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 rather than like, oh, OK, more than that. Do you give a fuck about other people? I was just going to say on a basic <laughs> level of manners, regardless of if you even fucking believe in science, the idea of ever thinking that me not wearing a mask could harm someone else, regardless if I cared about health or self-harm, like. If there's a possibility, science, that I could do that, I'm wearing a mask. I think, I wonder too if, if because, right, I'm trying to put myself in that position because if I did that, then for me to consider that, I would have to then extrapolate situations in which I might harm another person, which then might (laughs) trigger thoughts about mortality, which I'm not ready to engage in at all. Or there's a there's like this there's something deeply uncomfortable about having to think about something like that so it's easier to just be dis like just be like nope kill switch engage fuck a mask freedom because it's actually this other shit again those what they call thought killing uh cliches basically i guess that's wild to think about about it like that as like denying uh, on a but think um, about how people's minds work. You no, know what no, I mean? No, like, no, I mean, we have I can friends. Choice, yeah. Like, we all have friends who will somehow they will completely avoid a specific topic of conversation, no matter what. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I didn't, look, I don't need to know, but I clearly that's not something you're ready to talk about. And even though it's not a hot button issue, that's yeah. what it is. And I think for some, it's like that sort of same thing, like this idea of mortality or that responsibility to others is like real for whatever reason, is frying a bunch of people's circuits and they're just resorting to like, nope, don't want to engage that. Don't even want to have a real discussion about that because it makes me so uncomfortable to even think about that, that I'm just going to resort to this like personal freedom argument that has no like intellectual weight to it. I think people have applied it um, 
a whole like used it as a the placement for their anger I made it that for another enemy you know for sure. me I'm like oh you'll hold a door for someone but you won't wear a mask <laughs> right. you know what I mean it's like literally well, it's just polite it's all just <laughs> it spoils down to manners for me yeah you know yeah no, it is. I mean, it's a broad cultural like values problem. It's not that the people in the United States are inherently born more selfish. It's that the value set in the United States has trained them to um, think this way. I mean, the this Brown uh, University School of Public Health uh, dean said in the U.S. and Europe, we wanted to get our lives back, so we acted as if the virus was under control. In Asia, they were not in denial. They understood they can have their lives back if they follow certain precautions. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a very straightforward way of looking at it. Another issue that there is in this Wall Street Journal article is that a lot of the spread in Western Europe has been linked to young people. Um, and that, I think, gets at something that's probably at the core as well as like that makes Western countries and communities worse at dealing with this is the fact that other like Eastern countries actually value uh, their elders and are more like, whereas in the West it's like the antithesis, it's the, the antithesis. It's the, you know, they, I mean, that's that scene in no country for old men when he goes and visits his dad and he's like just in a, trash strewn heap with like flies all over the place because nobody like he's like once you're no longer useful in america you just get kind of thrown to the curb like you're yeah like it's just all about usefulness to capitalism and then once you're old like we try not to think about you because it's you're bumming us out with you're like how us old out. you are yeah and that's it's, really sad because it goes back to wait because the the thing is rather than embracing the wisdom that comes with age right the U.S. culture is about the the pursuit of escaping mortality, to escape aging, to escape these things, to forever be in this mindset of like, just man, just fucking kid, man, just a youth. Yeah. Like, you know, there was like this. There's a book called like The Death of the Grown Up that sort of like maps this like huge sort of cultural swing away from like being an adult, uh, like from from like boomers and stuff because rock stars became big and everyone's like, oh, I want to be a fucking rock star. And then like these parents who are like, I'm more of a friend than a parent. Like it all kind of <laughs> had this wave, right, of like changing our, right. our our viewpoints on what an adult even is, and especially in, in U.S. society. And yeah, we're looking at it now. And again, the idea of being safe, that someone could die, mortality, fuck that. And also our, our youth culture is all based on like so much social media shit about being out, doing shit, not being at home, not helping people. Uh, your drip is so intense that the fucking you got to call a plumber. You know, like it's just it it's emphasized all the things that when you go into this, you're like, of course, that's the direction it went in, because that's just like the residual momentum we were going in, especially for uh, our consumer culture. But yeah, for kids, especially. What is something you think is overrated? All right, I'm gonna get mad about this. Gift cards. Yes. Mm. Gift cards are so overrated. If you just think about it, you're just giving me cash I can only spend at one place. Why not just Venmo yep. me? You're yeah. literally you're literally giving me cash that I can only spend in one place. And if I don't buy something worthy of or that's worth all of it, then I just got like a dollar fifty two on a gift card. Right. I'm yep. salty about it. Or the yeah. alternative happens 
where I buy something worth it and now I got to pay $11 in tax or something. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like, just, I don't understand why, like the only way gift cards should work should be like this, right? You should, you give me a gift card for $50, but it costs you like $45. Right. Like right. there should be some, I know I understand someone would a go premium, and buy a hundred, yeah. somebody would go, would go and buy 150 gift cards and they would make right. all that extra money. I get it. If there's a way to solve that, I hope there is. But it, otherwise gift cards are so overrated. I don't see, it's not, it's just money I can only spend one place. You're just limiting my money. It's yeah. peak like corporate brainwashing because it's yes. like, it's only a thing because we've allowed it to be a thing because it's like a social custom it's like oh a gift card well it has gift right there in the name so it's a fine thing to give people but it's just giving the corporation money it's making a donation to corporations because i think they say like 50 percent of them don't get used so yeah, you're right. just giving money to the company and it, it wasn't until like the what 20 some years ago when they actually had to be like oh right a gift card is legal tender like you can't be suddenly like oh it expired because a lot of places were pulling that shit in the 90s i was like oh, but uh <laughs> this blockbuster music is about to close and they're like right. it's it's expired son I, thank I you th i thought of this because you know when i was scheduling this thing i was like you know i have a amc gift card in my wallet <laughs> and it's been there the whole damn pandemic. And I'm like, right. what am I supposed to do? I'm not going back to an AMC for 14 years. What am I supposed yeah. to do with this? That shit might not exist by that point. Like an AMC gift card. Come on now. <laughs> but also, too, like it's cultural. Like in Asian culture, like you give people straight cash. Yeah. Like that's not a problem. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Because yeah. you just know that's, <laughs> that's for no the kids. That's for the kids. That's and no they problem. Know yeah, that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. That's what I took that to like. I'm, you know, and I remember people would apologize like, "Oh, you know, I know it's your birth, but all I could give you was this heavy ass envelope." And I'm like, right. "You don't have to give me. A, you don't even have to give me a heavy ass envelope. You can cash at me. You can whatever. Me. Yeah, you can, exactly. You can, but then, you can Coinbase me to you the point where I don't got. like giving a gift card feels like disrespect because it's essentially the same thing as getting a CVS Valentine's Day gift. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this last minute is fuck unless it's like something so specific and like interesting if you hit me with that best buy thing I'm like, what? yeah just, Bruh, just, just hit, hit the cash out. app hit the cash app the one thing like if somebody knows that you want to spend the money on something like and you feel like you need that excuse to spend the money on something that can be one one way that it's like worth it like if it, for instance StockX should have gift cards because then people would i feel like I don't know. I, I've had multiple times when I was like, I would actually buy a StockX gift card for somebody so that they had to spend the money on something that was going to be super fun for them. Right, I mean, I right. get that. Like, my mother never does any, like, pampering stuff for herself. Right. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Like, like, if I got her, like, a spa day gift card, I get that because... And ain't no she, immigrant mom gonna waste some shit. She, right. She, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, my that's mom, the only way you can get them to do it. Like, oh, you're gonna waste it? They're like, fuck, you got me. My mom no, has so much. My mom has so much pride in being like, "I've had these shoes for fourteen years. There's right. three holes in them, and I still wear them." And I'm like, yeah. "Why are you proud of that? Go get new shoes." You're like, "Why right. the bo bottoms of your feet are fucked up?" It's like, so what, funny. Please that, wear like, these new shoes. It's so funny that like Indians make such a point of coming to this country and then living like they did back in India. Like, <laughs> I still have holes in my shoes and I yeah. walk every day. My mom's the same where she just talks shit about Americans. I'm like, motherfucker, you got a passport now. Like, she's like, you know, that's what American people do, like doing all this. And I'm like, you're 
Okay, whatever. But you know, do you? I get it. We still got to hold on. We still got to keep our sense of identity. My mom uses the word American when she means white because it feels yeah. it feels rude for her to right. say white people. Like she she's really afraid of saying white people. So she'd be yeah, like, "What do you think I'm like these Americans?" <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you mean white people? I think I think you mean white people when you say no, that. No, 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 yes. She used to say, she used to say, Justin's mom when she meant another white woman. She would be like, <laughs> she, she, I'd be like, that rules. Justin's I'd be like, mom. All right, Justin's mom. That could be Got the a new couple parent. of Justin's moms over here, huh? <laughs> She, she would be like, uh, she would go, um, I'd be like, mom, I want to stay. We used to, okay, so we have this arcade that used to be like open until midnight and you could pay 20 bucks and it could be like a club feel for a bunch of 15 year olds. And right. so I'd be like, she'd be like, we're picking you up at 10. I'm like, mom, it starts at 930. I'm not getting picked up at 10. I, I need to at least get picked up at 12. Right. And then she'd be like, what do I look like? Justin's mom. And I'm like, Who's <laughs> Justin. <laughs> oh, wait, there Justin. wasn't even the homie named Justin. No, it was just like, I look like wow. Justin's mom. I think Justin was Justin. like the name in her head for like, obviously a white kids. guy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That Ryan and more. Justin. Yeah. What do I look oh. like? Justin's mom? <laughs> <laughs> I so wish good. I had Justin's mom. <laughs> oh, I love that. I really Oh, remember. that's amazing. It's so funny. Now I look back on it and I'm like, oh, it's so cute. I love her. She was amazing. And back then I was like, I hate you. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Justin uh I think I I think there was a point when I was like in fourth grade where I had like at least three Justins in my class uh, yeah it was yeah. a real it was a real Ohio white kid name uh for sure where in Ohio Jack Dayton oh Ohio Dayton. my yeah. best friends from Dayton Ohio Will Allen I don't know if you know oh, Will okay. Allen but probably I, I haven't I moved out of there when I was 12 I mean Dayton's only like what Four million people. Yeah, yeah. We probably Be- ran cross paths for sure. Be- Beth, really worried about your memory, yeah. Jack. <laughs> yeah. Be- Hold on, Be- Will think, Allen. Think, you didn't um, ring a bell. I think, sure? I think uh, Beth Stelling is from Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Comedian. There's a lot of great, great stuff, yeah. great culture, great people from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. And we're back. Finally, let's just talk about the Mortal Kombat trailer. I told the story of how when I went and saw the original Mortal Kombat movie with my friend in middle school, uh, as we were leaving the theater, this dad and his kid who had been in the theater pulled up in front of us, rolled down their window and screamed, Mortal Kombat! (laughs) And I was like, so embarrassed for him. Fuck yeah. Uh, But this trailer made me spend the morning driving around my neighborhood shouting Mortal Kombat at <laughs> random, pa- like, random passers by. Oh, do you need something? <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> what? <laughs> the trailer oh, is fucking wild. The Red Band trailer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just straight up, you un- oh, Jax has arm- his arms are bionic because they got frozen off and blown off? That's okay. one of my favorite creative kill uh, tropes is when something... Someone freezes a human body part and then it shatters like crystal, even though that can't be what happens, right? But maybe. I don't know. Well, you can if with like liquid nitrogen. 
Yeah. Right. Liquid nitrogen. But then like, would your bones also just shatter as easily as your frozen blood I'd imagine crystals? That everything would have to get that cold, right? To right. get to that point. Huh. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember I did a video back in the day where like we were dipping shit in liquid nitrogen and breaking it. And mo- a lot of shit. Like, I oh, think, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Shit is shit. Is, don't don't fuck around with it. I don't know okay. how I got it. They were just uh, dude was selling it behind Toys R Us. I will put this vat of liquid <laughs> nitrogen away. Uh, I was just about to try that shit out. But. Yeah, but I'm trying to offload some of this shit. So if uh, you want some liquid nitro, <laughs> hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I am a. I'm not a girly girl, but I've never got into like the real just sit back and let your mind watch an action movie type of thing. But I did watch the trailer this morning and I just got intense nostalgia for going to a pizza place and playing the shit out of that game. Right. Yeah. It, it has a great look that smell it. it. Your hands stinking like tokens that have been touched by 10,000 little tokens German kids. And grease. And then yes. uh filling your soda cup with all the different flavors of soda. Oh yeah. 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 What did y'all call that? Suicide or swamp? We water? called it suicide. We called it a it was graveyard. More badass. Yeah. Graveyard? Oh, Ooh, see, I heard cool. I did suicide uh, was what I heard on the West coast. And then I remember going to like somewhere in new England or somewhere on the East coast and the kids called it swamp water. Swamp. I like water. graveyard though. Graveyard fucking hits. Hit yeah, me a graveyard. graveyard. Like- it was the worst, the fucking worst thing you could drink too. Yo. Especially with the orange soda in there, because oh, it was yeah. just distinctly orange at the back. You got the Dr. Pepper, then uh, orange. Orange. <laughs> and it fit it threw the colors off, the too, color because normally it just, it's either brown Brownish or clear. Orange. Yeah. And then yeah. you throw that orange in, and now you're like, please, just mm-hmm. your your mom. I remember my mom's like, what are you doing? I remember she yelled at me once for <laughs> doing that shit. Cause she was like, "That's disgusting." You just drank from that cup, and you hitting all the other things. Like, you got to think about other people. And I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> That's I, still what Rick Carlisle, the coach of the Dallas Mavericks, orders when he goes to a restaurant. He he no a, yeah, like in his fifties, and he's like, "Yeah, give me a, a graveyard or a suicide or whatever." He that's uh, awesome. And that did <laughs> that not. That did not he's he's like a genius, like literally, yeah. like a self taught like piano like. A concert pianist, like makes Rick his own Carlisle golf clubs. Is? Yeah, he's like the the most interesting dude. But yeah, it was not my dad, but uh, another basketball coach I know once went out to dinner with him and was like blown away that he was like, "Yeah, can I get a uh, suicide?" And the waiter was like, "Huh?" And he was like, "Yeah, just mix all the different Sprite, Coke." Uh, and, what if, and for your, your friend here, uh, I'll have a Glenn Levitt rock. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had the balls to do that, and I, I kind of want to. Ne- yeah, yeah. That's energy. When the way when the restaurants open back up, baby. That oh, dude yeah. is Galaxy Brain. Yeah. I've um, done Shirley Temple. Oh yeah, yeah. Shirley Temple. That's great. Fine. I mean, that's that, that's <sighs> standard. But hitting somebody with because it's a weird request already, and it right. doesn't have mm-hmm. a uniform. Like, there's not a ubiquitous term for it, really. Like, yeah. you can't just say it, and everybody knows that you have to go through it. Be like <laughs> graveyard. Is that is that like a greyhound? <laughs> no, 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 no. Graveyard. Grey goose vodka. Yeah. Right. Gray, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it's it's every soda you have in the fountain mixed together. <laughs> Light ice, huh? light ice, please. Is yes. that an alcoholic drink? No, 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 no. Just take, just <laughs> no, go a, down, go down it's the road. Public cold drink. That's it. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the Mortal Kombat trailer just a gift oh, factory of inventive violence. Uh, at one point, Sub Zero 
makes somebody like spout blood and then takes that blood and freezes it into a blood knife uh, that he then uses. Uh, it's just is wild. A lot of, a lot of dope stuff. That's one I would want to see in theaters. That's something I don't want to watch at home. Yeah. No. There's so many movies. It's weird how I've instantly been like, I can wait. Uh, even though yeah. I thought I couldn't. But I think it's because mm-hmm. when I'm left with the binary of the theater experience or at home with my speakers not that uh, tough as they need to be. Yeah. I'll just I'll just throw on some reruns or some shit. Yeah, I want that blood knife like four feet long towering above. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. you get the fierce. Exactly. Right like I want it. <laughs> I want to have like a panic attack in the theater watching it because like I haven't been out in so long and then the violence in the film is too intense and I ate too many edibles and I'm just like, ah! <laughs> they got to stop the movie. Uh, I, I'm really excited to get back to a movie theater. I, I, I think I'm going to movie theater or movie theater or a crowded restaurant. Oh, movie theater. Damn. I, th- I had a dream the other day of like, you remember walking through a restaurant and be like, oh, I, th- I think my friends are in the back. Yeah, and yeah. you gotta like walk through a crowd, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, somebody having a birthday party." I uh-huh. had a fucking dream about just <laughs> finding my people at a restaurant, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, that's just tight." What is something you think is overrated, Blair? Wait, oh yeah, I didn't do that one. Okay, I want to say what's you know what is overrated. Um, Jack and Miles. Okay, yeah. It's the word normalize. Oh, God. It's right <laughs> up there with adulting now, folks. Makes uh. my skin crawl. When I hear the word normalize, I just want to stop the day right there and go back to bed. Normalize? Right. Nope. I'm done. Good night. See you tomorrow. I hope to begin a new day then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super what, normalization, man. What are, the, what, like, what are the headlines even. you read that are using overusing it? Just, you know, the internet is unmatched uh, capacity to make you hate stuff. Um, <laughs> I I expend a lot of energy, like, trying not to be poisoned by that. It's cancer of, like, making you knee-jerk hate stuff. But when you just, like, mindlessly absorb it over and over, every one's like, normalize, 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 right, right. and I'm like, <laughs> I can't read this fucking word one more time. If you're putting it in your tweets, it's garbage. Hmm. So yeah, that's why I didn't like my tweet. Don't normalize white supremacy. Wow. Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just making sure. We just sure. never had a sure. live subtweet on. That I just want, I just want to do a, a A and B column real quick. No, I'm fucking. With you. Okay. I was just gonna say. I was like, if I saw that tweet, definitely would have went with something else. <laughs> would have made another choice. I think yeah. Just normalize just means like is whack don't make this thing ju- acknowledge that this is bullshit right rather it's than saying like, don't normalize it just say we all know this is yeah, horseshit yeah, yeah. and we need to be arms locked together in acknowledging <laughs> this whatever topic industry is horseshit yeah it's just you know how some like internet words get you um like yeah when i hear adult adulting like mm. i my body really feels Turns to a child. Yeah. Yeah. You get one of those hats with the little propeller top on top. <laughs> <laughs> Just grows out of your head. I'm a kid. Well, now that one... I'm never getting invited back on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're coming back no, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I hear a lot, though, is like what my one friend said he hates lean into. Oh, or lean yeah. in. That's the other one. Like that was the equivalent of him being like, you know what I hear? 
it's too damn much on me. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh my God, okay. Yeah. Leaning in. But sometimes mm-hmm. I don't know how else to do it. Like if you're talking about a bit, you got to lean into a bit. I don't know any other way to ex- make that expression. I, I guess know, like, overindulged. Commit. Yeah. Uh, it's too wordy, too many syllables. Steer into the spin. Uh, that's another version of that. Yeah, that's oh, like. Um, you lost. I just me. thought extra of, aviation. Oh, um, <laughs> extra old white guy. <laughs> I just thought of a little um, addendum. Also, um, um, also overrated. Uh, loud cars and motorcycles. So that's mostly what I spend my time on the internet campaigning against. Um, these <laughs> uh, very troubled men pick pay to make their cars loud and then you know just make a whole show careening down the street and yeah, right. um i really really don't like them and i think they have little baby dongs <laughs> there's a there's a there's tension in my neighborhood with a, a loud exhaust at the moment someone's got they have a remote start car and the pipes on here when i say they're they're these pipes are louder than at wiz khalifa's house uh, because these shits, I get they they freak the fuck out of me. Because out of nowhere, it's like, and I'm like, oh fuck. Uh, but you know, I get it. Like you know, people want to have their gearhead life. But at a certain point, I'm like, isn't there like a can't you put like a manner mode on where you're like, let me let me start this like keep it low key till I get out of my neighborhood where there might be sleeping people or babies, and then turn yeah. it up or whatever. But. It is what it is. I know. I hate being like an old man, like a 90 year old man about it. But I guess I don't know. I I am one of the unfortunately a highly sensitive person. It really gets in my nervous system really nice. Is it traffic like by your place that gets you or just whenever you're is it just because or you for you? You're all about tranquility. Turn everything yellow. Put the yellow sunglasses on. <laughs> no, the vibes um, are yellow. <laughs> you know what it is? Is I spend like an hour or two walking outside a day just for my health in the pandemic being inside. Mm-hmm. And it'll always be like right at the moment I'm on the phone with my grandma or something. <laughs> and... <laughs> And then, like, literally the whole the whole call gets just blacked out <laughs> by right. some fucking asshole who's right. like, <laughs> I gotta make up for the pain inside me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's also trying to catch your attention, you know, being like, yeah, check I, me out. I guess I that's never have crossed. have a loud car. <laughs> that's never crossed my mind. <laughs> I wear a giant mom visor for sun protection. <laughs> nice. Also, you you and my wife should uh, hang out. She's doing the same thing. Hang okay. out and talk about uh, sun protection. Yep. Uh, and then waving waving her fist angrily at loud cars <laughs> that pass by. Yeah. yeah. No, you know I don't even do that. I don't react at all. I just silently um, die a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Every once I heard that the I forget which muscle car it was, but one of them, maybe all the like Mustang and Charger and all those cars. When I heard that they had like basically a little speaker in their uh, muffler that was like creating the <gasps> roar noise, it totally made me look at that like it's just synthetic at this point because you just don't need like the cars are sophisticated enough that they don't need to do that anymore. But they are like still just to like give whatever that urge is uh, a place to play they're they're creating they're like playing a sound of an old motor essentially well, yeah and but then it'll play it into your speakers in the car though too 
to give you the sense that your car is that loud outwardly. Yeah. It's just, okay. I am absolutely sickened. <laughs> yeah, but These I get it. You know, like at a certain point, it's like, I remember, you know, as a kid, you I'd ride a bike. You could hear a car behind you or something. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think as it gets quieter, because now in the advent of like hybrids and stuff, and I ride my bike a lot more now, like I get, I, uh, hybrids sneak up on me pretty easily. But not to the point where it's ever unsafe. But I'm always like, oh, there's a difference sonically in the environment where like I right. used to hear old ass car. But yeah, it's more of a it's, it's like a high pitched whine of like whatever's cooling the computer off is like the the thing. It's you never get like a slow start though. It's always violent. Like they are are you slam it on real hard. Like everyone right. look at me while I make you mad, and you know. Yeah, or people on like motorcycles. I, I get sometimes on motorcycles, like they'll rev to like pe- get people's attention because sometimes yeah. people are like, but then there are other people who are just like, especially when you're in an overpass, which is a concrete sound chamber, and someone's like, I'm going to turn it up in here. And you're like, please right. don't. You're going <laughs> to fuck got... everything up. And it's like, <laughs> just too much, mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. That is the thing that uh, Harleys, I guess, are one of the safest motorcycles because they're so loud. And one of the big problems with, motorcycles on the road as like drivers of cars just like don't register them because they're not like looking for that sized vehicle and our brains are stupid computers that are like programmed for very few things and so people that's like so we need those speakers actually yeah hit them okay i'll admit i've never heard that before and i just crossed the aisle to the other to understand a little bit more about my foes and um, <laughs> my foes, <laughs> my my nemesis, my enemies, and now I know a little bit more about their motorcycle yeah. culture, trying to keep themselves safe. The truck's still no excuse, but yeah, thank yeah. you but for like, educating look, me a bit. Exactly. If you got a 2002 Act Legend, <laughs> uh, or, you know, or a 92 Act Legend with the wild ass, mo- come on now, we we understand. We understand what you're trying trying to do yeah, but yeah. it's okay nobody's judging you on how loud you can yell for your parents to come back <laughs> yeah i was just thinking of like things they could add to the like in addition to the motor hum like something like an approving like uh you're doing great kid from, yeah from your dad <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. i actually <laughs> am proud of you <laughs> I really did. I really did go to get cigarettes, and, and things just kind of got complicated on the way there. I will return. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.